Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Solero Commerce. You know the name, you know the drill. They've been with us since the very beginning, and they got some great new technology coming through. So if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh. <laughs> yeah you all right over there no i think like half my tooth just fell off <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good timing uh all right boys and girls episode uh we're gonna call this 92 and like a half i guess we're gonna do a quick little wednesday pop-up show here getting ready to go to uh, Pensacola, Florida, for the Snowball Derby. First time I've ever been. First time you've ever been. Yep. Uh, that being said, I'm Charlie Sanborn at C Sanborn I I I. You are Brad Sauce. You're at B Sauce Nine Six. Together we are at Black Flag Pod on all things social media. That's an Instagram account. That's a Twitter account. We're on Facebook. More importantly, we are on the Patreon app as well for exclusive content, uh, merchandise discounts, and all sorts of other stuff uh, for our Black Flag pals over on the premium. Now, uh, Sunday, our regular episode 92, uh, which, by the way, we forgot Brennan Pletcher, uh, friend of of the program, drives that truck deal, number 92, so that's our bad. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we'll be hanging out with him this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So that's on us. Uh, that being said, the the interview with Ben Basowski, owner of Hudson Speedway, Claremont Motorsports Park, or Hudson International Speedway. Sorry. Yeah, have some uh, respect, pal. Uh, went so well and so smooth that we didn't really get to touch on any of uh, our our noted items here. Yeah, I had extensive uh, <laughs> an extensive amount of notes, and we also actually recorded last Wednesday with Evan Orvath and had that interview banked before we even knew Ben was going to be on the show. Sure. So um, as quick as maybe this might be. I don't know how quick it'll be, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. We'll still have Evan's interview at the end of this uh, because, yeah, we are going to Five Flag Speedway for the Snowball Derby. And uh, the plan was we were going to bring my laptop and the old microphones and shit and record, you know, every morning, just little, you know, this is what happened yesterday, this is what happened today, fucking whatever probably a bad idea i don't think that we're going to be in the shape to record a podcast <laughs> i was gonna say i think the more that we time. thought about it the worse of an idea that that became yeah that you know along with the fact that i started packing up my shit and i realized that um just putting clothes in a backpack for five days is already a bit aggressive and then you add in having to bring a laptop and microphones and merchandise and um I've, i'm already out of room <laughs> and i'm not even to the laptop or the mics or the merchandise so right. Uh, yeah, going to be a bit aggressive. So this will be our, I guess, Sunday show yep. when we post this on, we'll post it Wednesday or Thursday, whatever. Uh, and uh, actually we'll post it to, we'll, we'll have it up Wednesday night, but we, we got to have a disclaimer that this is going to be the Monday show, I guess. Yep. So if you want your Monday to suck less, hopefully, you know, maybe turn this off <laughs> and come back Monday or, yep. you know. Your Monday's gonna suck, and then and then once we get back from uh, Florida, we're gonna we're gonna give you a, a lowdown of what what happened down yeah, south. Yeah. So we'll take we'll try to take notes. Probably not. Oh we'll just God. we'll just spitball. But I, I think we're just gonna not work. I think we're gonna go have a good time. Remember what we remember, mm. and then nothing, nothing, and then uh, come back all fuzzy and fucked up. And Shaping up to be one hell of a snowball derby, pal. So we've got so far who we got Chase Elliott. 
Yep. Kyle Busch. Yep. Uh, Grant Enfinger. Noah and Gregson. Noah Gregson. Yeah, like Chandler Smith. Bubba Pollard, obviously. You know, all the all the top. Derek Griffith. People that have picks, Arca, yeah. Arca and up. You know, like Corey Heim, people like that. That Hokey Var kid ran a truck race or three the, at some point this year. Cooper Husqvarna there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah friggin' yeah. Carlton Hagen does. <laughs> <laughs> Good him, kid. Him I too. Guess, maybe. No. No. Uh, no. No, we don't like him. We don't like him. No, no, no. no I'm not fuck, a fan. Fuck that guy then. Yeah, Ty Majeski. He's probably gonna fucking win the damn thing. Maybe. Yeah, he doesn't suck at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I like. I was looking through the entry list earlier, and then I looked at uh Mike Rainville's snowball derby pool. Uh, get in on that. It's a neat little deal that he does. You pick five drivers, and it's you know their total finish. Whoever has the lowest total finish, you can only use one of Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Bubba Pollard, and Ty Majeski. So when I saw those four, I'm like, that's a solid group of people right there. And Ty Majeski and, you know, obviously Bubba Pollard run Super Late Models all year round. So that, I would that think is that they, what they do. I would think that they probably have, you know, a leg up on the competition. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, as of two weeks ago, we didn't have Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Noah Gregson, or Grant Infinger running. And then you had the Chase news drop. They never really announced that Kyle Busch was going to run, but he was on the entry list, <laughs> I was gonna say, which his is name neat. appeared. Yeah, which yeah. you know, it's not like he, he's not a household name or anything. He's yeah. not really a big name. Yeah, and no. then you know they made a big deal about Noah and Grant and Finger and but not Kyle Busch. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what that's really about, but I'm, I'm excited. You know, just adding to the list of, of drivers that are already entered. Pretty stacked field. Uh, it's going to be going to be a time. I'm just excited to see the atmosphere and the um just the all the general differences of what's going on down there in terms of the track, the the layout, uh how the races run and all that stuff because we're we're used to our pretty uh core group of places or whatever and things that we see pretty regularly. So, it's going to be a whole new world for us. We got uh sick little hotel room. It's going to be like a suite, you know, basically an apartment. So, I'm I'm pumped for that. We're going to have a probably shitty little rental car to beat it, bomb up and down the beach on. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> I don't I think, know if we're going to want to go near the beach with the rental car that we're going to get <laughs> fucking Chevy Avail. <laughs> I think, I think we're going to have a time. So goddamn buried, uh, excited to see all of our friends too, uh, from up here, probably make some new ones. I assume. Yeah. That's, uh, that seems to be on brand for us where we just make friends with strangers and then, you know, we hang out with very, very whole. cool. How many people from up here are going down? Yeah. That's something that I never, you know, we like own that hotel that we're in. Yeah. There's like a, a shit ton of us going down there. So, yeah. Uh, I think we're all pretty much on the same flight too, are we not? <laughs> yes, we are. Yep, yep. So, the same flight. There's like at least eight of us yep. that are going down. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be neat. Snowball Derby. We leave Thursday morning and come back very very late on Monday. Yep. We were supposed to land at like past eleven, like eleven fifteen, eleven thirty yep. uh, in Portland. So, yeah, there's not going to be a show for a couple days. Yeah. So here's the show. Yeah. You're um, welcome. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> there was there was a whole bunch of stuff. So this this caught my eye. Chase Elliott's going to run the Chili Bowl, which is neat. That is, um, yep. Friend of the program, former guest of the show, uh, Wyatt Alexander had a, had a neat little tweet saying that uh, it was just pretty simple. Just our our NASCAR Cup champion is running the Snowball Derby and the Chili Bowl, and I'm all here for it. And I'm like, that is, it's neat. Yeah, that's something that you you don't really expect nowadays. I would say. And now you have the you know two years ago Cup champion and the reigning Cup champion both in the snowball derby which is which is a neat little deal there so well, it's I, something that i've always been all for the 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 general recognition or the promotion of what we call short track racing which at this point the snowball derby you you have half million million dollar race teams still showing up for this but it is still technically grassroots in terms of 
uh, it is a stepping stone to get to where these guys are at now. You know, a lot of these guys started out in in this uh, level of racing. So the fact that we're able to promote it and uh, you know get that side of things maybe in the mind of the casual NASCAR fan, I think it's fantastic. Um, the, the fact that the, the the amount of weight that it carries with Chase Elliott now, especially for how popular he is and his most recent performance in the Cup Series and all that stuff. Obviously, that's going to just do nothing but promote what he's doing in terms of what the Chili Bowl is and all that. And the amount of people that are going to come from that and be like, what the hell is the Chili Bowl? That just opens right. up a whole new world for him. Right. So, Yeah, that, that, that's something I didn't really expect him to do was the Chili Bowl. I mean, the Snowball Derby, I guess it makes sense, but I don't know what he has. I don't know how much for, dirt experience, yeah, he, has experience anyway. he has. I don't know if he has any, which is Especially in like a midget, which is a whole other. And then just jumping right into the Chili Bowl seems like a kind of wild yeah. idea. Yeah, I don't, do, do we know all, what car it is or anything? No. Nope, just that nope. he's going to do it. No, yeah, he's he's just gonna do it. I guess I don't know whose car it is. Yeah, but I'm gonna watch for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that that was neat, and we had some some dominoes fall in, in NASCAR that we never really touched on. These have all happened within the last handful of weeks. Ryan Truex is gonna drive the 40 truck. Raphael Lassard is gonna drive for GMS next year. Uh, he got the boot for John John Hunter Nemechek. Christ, I hate that kid and his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gonna drive the four. So. Taking a couple steps back, which is interesting, but he's going to win a handful of races. I, I I'm think sure. I think that uh, it's honestly probably a step up, if anything, because he's going from yes, it was a Cup team, but it was a D plus Cup team, D minus at you know at worst, and he's going to A plus truck equipment where he knows that when he shows up to the racetrack now he's has a chance to win the race and it's not like you know people have mixed feelings on john hunter but i think that he certainly has the capability and talent to wheel it to a truck victory or potentially a championship because he did that already with his fucking homemade eight truck yeah um so i i think he's certainly going to be one to watch i think that that's probably a smart move for him in terms of his career because if he just stays in that front row car that's that's where he is he's not going anywhere uh if he just stays there uh, turns into like a Daniel Suarez or something like that, just a back marker, field filler, start and park type deal. So yeah. uh, I think that that's going to be good for him. I think that that gets him also into the Toyota camp, uh, which from there uh, gets him into potential like JGR, Xfinity rides and stuff like that moving forward as well too. So I, I think that that's nothing nothing but the best for him. Speaking of JGR, Xfinity rides, Daniel Hemrick, I believe, was announced to the 18, which is neat. He, he Maybe he'll finally get a win well. in NASCAR. That seems to be a fairly competitive car until Riley Herbst touched it. It was uh, very competitive, and uh, Daniel Hemrick doesn't necessarily suck. He's but, he's pretty good at finishing. But then Tyler Reddick, almost there. Tyler Reddick won in that Childress car that he didn't do anything with. So yep. So there's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that's real tough. How long has he been around now? Yeah, it's too long. Six, seven. I years, think. Probably, that, I, I think. Like I think he'll finally get over the hump I, it, it, you I, have to at some point i think that once he does even a blind one squirrel off, finds a nut sometime pal <laughs> i think when he does win one he's gonna rip off like four or five yeah i think it's gonna be one of those types of deals poor guy uh, yeah i don't I, he's just a very meh to me i don't i don't i don't love him i don't yeah. i don't hate him he's yep that's I, a lot of times i forget that he's even in the race that's daniel Hemrick. yeah <laughs> to a t yeah. yeah he's just he's there he's gonna finish third yeah and that's cool like at best I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Riley Herbst, I think, moved to the 98, which is tough just solely based on the fact that they should have just gone to the double zero because that 98 is an awful looking number. And I it's can't two different it. fonts. Yeah. It's literally two different fonts. It drives me nuts. It's just atrocious. I have. Like, yeah. I'm going to throw up. I'm getting clammy. <laughs> I know. Not I, a fan. I'm sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, any any other big movers? It's, it's or suddenly getting shakers. Hard, hard to breathe. I'm cut. thinking of that '98 car. What? Uh, what? I don't know. Maybe I I didn't jot down fucking everything. Kind of thing. Cup series. I, mean, I don't Moffitt know. went we... to the O2 full time, but he was already doing that. Yeah. Uh, Cup series. I don't know that we have. No. Corey LaJoy went to the seven car for Spire, which is interesting because sick. That doesn't seem is like a even, good move. Is that, <laughs> is that even better than I, the I don't know. He seemed like he was all hot and pumped about it, which is. Someone else is driving the 32 now, obviously, right? Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, they're going part-time, though. Yeah. I think, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But Archie still has the, the super late Model 2, so that'll that'll be fine. And isn't that the Who one the that... Who the fuck is driving that 32? I can't remember. Sure. Isn't that the super late model that Grand Infinger is going to drive? Yeah. At, yeah. at, at the Snare I Bird? believe so. Snare Bird DB? Snare Bird DB. Uh, Could be. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So we got, we got a bunch of main folk in the grandstands. We're going to be bombing around the pits. Uh, people on probably radios and stuff and then we got a, a main base team we are gonna get kind of belligerent but not really well maybe not at the racetrack yeah. but yeah or both and by main base the owner is from maine and the cars in north carolina but that's fine it's fine everything's fine it still counts yeah it still counts Derek griffith's from maine too nope <laughs> when i went to bristol he was from maine he was according to those people that took our picture uh yeah, yeah i know him he's from maine hmm. good base where's maine same thing yeah yeah that's my favorite is when people we just don't round even know up. where it is on the map Okay, oh, that's a state. It's like, um, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it has been for a while now. Could be. Yeah. So there was this Facebook thing going around, <sighs> and rather than us share it on our personal Facebook pages and fucking go through it, figured that we might as well just hook up the microphones and and go, and go over it. Fuck I mean, it, let's do it. So it started off. This is it's just a chain fucking twelve question deal thing here. Starts off with all right, race fans, drivers, and crew play along. So we're gonna play along. All right, I want to do this. Number one. First racetrack you ever attended? Ventura Speedway in California. Uh, Excuse I was, me? Yep. It's a little dirt track. Uh, it's right next to the Pacific Ocean. Apparently, if you miss turn two or turn three or, or whatever, you literally land in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, I was maybe two or three years old, and there is literally a documented proof with a picture of me on the fence watching my dad race a legend car. Well, um, thanks for so. making my story sound lame before I even get to it, <laughs> but uh, uh, Oxford, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I was like an infant, probably two months old, In don't remember any of it, obviously. Yep. I was in the suite watching the 250, and by watching, I mean probably not watching. I was probably taking a nap or something, but <laughs> I was there. Yep. Uh, question number two, first favorite driver? Jeffrey Gordon. Jeffrey? Jeff Gordon. Loved his car. You like a rainbow? I, well, no. Well, I wasn't. I was a little that after the rainbow. That wasn't really a thing yet. No, the, I, uh, the, the rainbows being what they are now wasn't really a thing. I no, the think. when I was growing up, it was the flames. It was like the twisted oh, yep. sister car. I got into NASCAR right around like two thousand three ish, like hardcore. I mean, like I was always into it. I always kind of cheered for Ricky Craven, but he was never really in contention to win. Nothing. And when you're a little kid, you're like, I want someone that's going to win. So Jeff got to love the Tide car though. Yes, got to love the yes, Tide. Beautiful. Car. Yep, but Jeff Gordon. Uh, my first favorite driver, uh, pretty well documented, Rusty Wallace. Uh, really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty pretty tough not to root for the the six foot tall redheaded fella uh, with a single digit number with a, a beer sponsor. So uh, always always a Penske guy, big Penske fan. Um, Miller Genuine Draft was delicious, still is. Miller Lite, delicious, still is. No. Um, yeah. So Rusty Wallace for sure. Uh, it was also a fun fact was my father's favorite driver, and apparently when we were still in California, we were watching, um, I believe it was the Sonoma race, 
and I was, you know, two years old, whatever, a year old, two years old, whatever it is when he first started talking. And there was a moment where uh, Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt come flying out of the pits at the same time. Rusty beats him to the line up onto the racetrack. And apparently my first words, uh, if you ask either of my parents, were go Rusty. Uh, and my mother was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Rusty Wallace. Interesting. Yeah. First local racing favorite. So, first local guy. Other than my dad, obviously, I would say probably Mikey Mayetta Jr. Racing family or Mikey uh, Jason Fowler. Yep. Uh, you gotta love the the green '88 Polar car. Jason was always one to watch. Uh, he was a pretty good wheelman back in his day. And Mayetta <laughs> Mayetta actually had the Portland Pirates car too. Which oh, when you're shit. a little when you're a little kid hockey fan, that's that's tough not to root for. So I'd say probably uh, you know again really little in the stands. Don't and it's wild too that. Um, yeah, you, you you go in the stands and you watch these guys race like like a Mikey Maeda Jr. or a even senior, honestly, and then uh, you know Jason Fowler, and then later on in life, or you grow up a little bit and you start attending like the you know the pit parties or the the parking lot parties, and you actually get to meet these people and know these people, and then it it puts a very human factor on it, which I think, uh, especially lately for us, we, we've gotten to meet a lot of people where like, these are just regular bros. They, you know, they just, they're just us. They just like the party. They, they like the race cars and, uh, kind of the same thing with that. And now I see, uh, Mikey jr. At, uh, you know, the sandwich place all the time for lunch. So it's just they're, they're all humans. And that's, that's what I like about it. Yeah. So for me, uh, Bobby Bab and Brad Bab, those were probably the first two that come to mind. Uh, later Wyndham boys. Yes. Yes. Anyone from Wyndham and Brad's name's Brad <laughs> helps. My name's also Brad yep. for those keeping track at home. Uh, I grew up in Wyndham. They were both from Wyndham and, uh, yeah, I used to go, that was probably back in the time where I used to go to the racetrack very periodically. I would go a handful of times a year and those were who I would cheer for. And then later on when I started going more and more often, I would cheer for obviously Bobby Timmons, Evan Bolia. Yep. Guys like that, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, those those are the first two that came to mind. Um, all right, next question: uh, first road trip to a racetrack more than just a couple hours. Talladega Super Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I went to friggin', country bitch, friggin' Lee once." Yeah. yeah. No, I had never. I went to legitimately. I went to Oxford when I was a handful of months old, and then I went to Talladega. We just we made a whole trip out of it back in two thousand four. Um, which was so you went just for the race, probably, uh, kind of. So back in the day, my great grandmother used to go to South Carolina because we have family down in South Carolina. She used to go there every single winter. Um, she was from up north where my dad is from, north of Bangor, uh, by a couple hours, hour or so. And she basically would just hitch a ride. She would find someone to drive her to South Carolina every single year. And so it got to the point where my dad's like, oh, I think we need to go on a vacation. And, you know, why don't we just plan it around bringing, you know, uh, my great grandmother to South Carolina. And that's what we did. Basically, we drove her down, dropped her off, hung out with family for a little while in Charleston and uh, made our way to Talladega where we met up with some of my mom's family who live half an hour, 45 minutes from Talladega, went there. Uh, watched Dale Jr. win and Elliot Sadler flip right in front of me. That was neat. It was the first ever experience that I was ever at in a NASCAR race. I always just watched it on TV, and uh, it was kind of cool. We, 
I'm pretty positive that that was that was a finance trip. That was not something that like, oh, we have money set aside, let's go yeah. on a vacation. Yeah. No, that yeah. was uh, you, asked, you asked the bank if you could go to the race. That was like, oh, when hindsight's you know thirty twenty two years later, we lost our house and shit. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so very expensive deal, and we sat like row one or two. And I remember showing up. We we didn't really know what was going on. We showed up stupid early, and we had no reason to be there that early. It was basically oh, gates open at ten. We're there at 10. We're in the door. We're sitting down with literally the only ones in the grandstand sitting down. And some track worker, someone that just happened to be there, came up and, and was like, hey, guys, like, what are you guys doing here like this early, blah, blah, blah. We're like, oh, we've never been to a NASCAR race. So he goes, well, why, would you guys like to come into the pits? Yep. Um, hmm? Yeah, <laughs> sure would. And so he gave us you know, pit bracelets. We went into the pits, wandered around. I have pictures of me sitting on the wall on the infield. Um, and I just remember it was so wild to me. Because, you know, I Oxford, you see video, I would see videos and shit back in the day of, of all the local stuff. And, and it was so cool. And then you watch NASCAR on TV, obviously, and you get onto the track at Talladega and you look down towards turn one and you just can't even see it because it was like so cloudy and foggy. And you're like, where do they go? Yeah. Do they just, they just disappear. So places just, like that, it, it's it's so like incomprehensible of like how massive they really are it, yeah it's it's so hard to explain yeah especially i was eight years old at the time so i'm like oh my god yeah they, someone's gonna die <laughs> um i would say for me i mean obviously we're, we're, we're real real close to like beach ridge oxford was cassett stuff like that um but the first one that comes to mind when when i was in uh ohio uh lima land motorsports park was right there like it was literally on campus it was like a th- you could walk to it from from your dorm um, but the first one that I really remember driving specifically to go to a racetrack, like a destination, um, it was me, Mike Learman, uh, Jimmy, I think, Ferris, Colton Claycar. We hopped in a car and we drove from Ohio to Knoxville, Iowa, which not close. It was like it's like four, it was like thirteen hours from here to Ohio, and then it was like another twelve fucking hours to Iowa. And uh, we went there for the the late model uh, nationals, and Scott Bloomquist was, uh, you know, about to win the race and literally breaks the drive shaft off a of turn number four, um, and loses the race because of that. Like literally coasts across the line in like second. Uh, so heartbreaker. We're all Bloomer fans here, uh, especially in the fans that or in the stands that day. Uh, stayed at one of Mike's friends' uh, house that lived kind of close, like within an hour or so. Uh, but it was really cool to just kind of have that experience of, of, you know, we're going to the races and we're going to see what's going on there. And it was a place that none of us had ever really been to. Um, and that was that was wild. But the coolest part about that was we go down on the track afterwards and we actually found the broken drive shaft piece to Scott Bloomquist's car. And long, you know, long story short, we actually ended up in Bloomer's camper and we, we get him the part back to him. And he's like, oh, shit, we're, I'm going to need that for R&D and blah, blah, blah. Do you guys want T-shirts? And then we never got T-shirts. So shit yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that was a pretty wild story till the end there. <laughs> yeah 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 don't meet your heroes <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah no we literally the we're just walking around and we see the 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 u-joint like pressed into the ground where it broke and we're like oh fuck you might want that so we go back down into the pits and you know it's it's scott bloomquist so like his place is fucking mobbed full of people uh and uh you know colton literally has it in his hand he's like this kid's from uh oh fuck northwest territories canada 
Okay. So like if you go any more north, you're going south. That's that's where he lives. Um, and that's the only place in the planet where their license plates aren't a square or a rectangle. So his truck at school was literally a polar bear for a license plate. You can look it up right now. Go on Google. Northwest Territories, Canada. Their license plates are polar bears. And this is a kid with us who never grew up with like anything around him. Hmm. We're now at Knoxville, Iowa, sprint car capital of the fucking world with the late models running, and we find Bloomer's broken drive shaft while all wearing Scott Bloomquist T-shirts. So we go over to this trailer there, and you know, obviously he's mobbed with people, like I said, and they're just kind of breaking the car down, putting it back in the trailer. And we, we stuck around long enough for one of the guys to be like, can, can we help you? Like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we think we found the broken piece, which it uh, clearly was. And uh, they're like, oh, shit, let, let, I'll go get Scott. I'm like, uh, oh, all right, dope. So uh, <laughs> he puts us in the trailer there, and uh, kids are running around with fucking cocaine all over them. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hey. Hmm. Yep. Was it dandruff? No, it was, no, it was, nope, it was cocaine. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they looked like powdered donuts. <laughs> huh. Maybe yep. they had just gotten done actually eating powdered donuts. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to spot the lie or the flaw in your in your story, and it seems like you're, you no. you were pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. His, his mother was there, too, and she's, like, in charge of all the merchandise, and she took all of our information down for, like, what size T-shirt do you wear? And we, nope, never got them. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, don't meet your ears. <laughs> Uh, number five here is ever driven a race car that's pretty self-explanatory. No. Yeah. I mean, to me, kind of not Well really. or just period? I hope it's not well. Because, <laughs> like, I can kind of say yes. <laughs> I can. But I never well. Depending on who you ask, I, I just not I shouldn't be in one. Well. Not once well, ever. Uh, favorite current driver? Like NASCAR or just I don't know. Like general? I, I have a couple. Is that a, just a very down. general question? It's, a, it's just yeah, NASCAR, and then locally. I think it's, I think it's tough not to like Bubba Pollard. Like, like, like he's just the, a man's man that fucking races cars, drinks beer, and just fucks. Like the, that's just yep. what else? What else could you possibly want? I think everybody wants to be Bubba Pollard and be. I feel as, like that as was good as he is. I feel like that was one of your heroes that you met that it went over well. Oh yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> that was, that's a hero that you need to meet. Yeah. It's Bubba Pollard for sure. Um, uh, I don't know NASCAR sides. I think I, I'm always a Clint Boyer guy. I, I think he's just one of the most real ones for sure. Uh, big Brad Keselowski. Yeah, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch. Um, big fans of them. Uh, Kyle Busch is an asshole, but I love it. Yeah, because uh, he's he's good enough to be an asshole, so I respect it. Pretty well documented, Chase Elliott. I like Chase Elliott. Yeah. Um, Lewis Hamilton, too, look, if we're going like that weird yeah. rear route of things. I like Lewis Hamilton. Could have been. We got to talk about the friggin' wreck there after this. But, I, I I mean, locally, if we're watching Super Late Models, Derek Griffith, yeah. obviously. If we're yep. watching Modifieds, Matt Swanson, yep. obviously. Yeah. I have friends of the program. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, hard, hard not to like friends of the program. Exactly. So um, I don't know. I, uh, I Apparently, it's tough to race with him, but I, I know him more personally just from hanging out and uh mike rowe I, I think mike rowe is obviously one of the most talented to ever get behind one of the wheels of, or get behind the wheel of a race car he's won everything that there is to win um again probably very tough to race with from what i from what i understand but uh he's always been very very nice to me and th- there's been a couple times where like i'm just sitting in the stands and he like makes his way like pushes people all the way just come sit with me for whatever reason it blows my mind every time like you even know who i am um so i like mike rowe for sure a rusty, tough not to like rusty. Right, or all blobby. friends of the program. All friends of the program. We like all of them. 
Uh, what else we got here? Uh, favorite car driver? Best driver you've ever seen. So, like, talent-wise, in a race, what have you seen that you liked? I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Because then, if, I mean, if we're talking NASCAR, I mean, I've seen Jimmy Johnson do wild things. Yep. Um, if we're talking, like, if we're talking actually in person, that's that's very tough. But just judging by some of the things I've seen Kyle Larson do on video, wild. Um very very impressive what he can do on on dirt locally i don't know no No. i think i think locally uh one person maybe not the best i've ever seen but one person who has impressed me uh leaps and bounds for sure is a friend of the program uh we have his door here actually right behind me derek uh, bukaki there he actually has a, a lot of talent behind the wheel. I will give him credit for that, which I don't typically do for people who are younger than me. I just I'm I'm stingy like that because I'm a dick. Uh, but Derek has a lot of talent. He's very smooth. He's very aggressive at the same time. Um, outperforms what they should, I think, for for just him and Reagan working on the cars. So I'll give a lot of credit oh, to Derek. Absolutely. Um, I've also seen like Kyle Busch. It, it's hard not to take away from his actual driving ability. His car control is phenomenal. It's wild to watch. Uh, I was there when he won the Oxford 250, and it's just it's crazy what he can truly do, um, not only behind the wheel, but he's just so smart as well. Um, I've also seen, like I said, Mike Rowe. I've seen him literally flip a switch. Like, it's 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 been wild a couple times. There's uh, I think it was the past 300, one of the last ones that they did at Beechridge, and he's just floating around like 12th, 13th, 14th, whatever, and there's like 80 laps to go, and he literally just flipped the switch and drove around everybody on the outside, and I think he finished like second or third. Uh, something like that which was that was fucking wild uh to watch but it's there's those moments where you watch a particular driver and you can see them almost thinking it's 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 hard to explain but you can see them thinking while they're driving um and that's been the the handful of times that i've been able to see that is probably with those three people there yeah it's i don't see like locally it's really tough because i don't know why i think it's almost harder locally because there's so much more of a a higher standard in in the talent pool right if you go nascar there's like it's tough to to gauge a chase elliott against a palmenard you know what i mean i know like that's i don't know why eddie mcdonald was one of the first ones that came to mind because he used to like you know dick stomp the field when when act would come to beatridge yeah that was that was always and, and i never really liked him so that probably means he was good at what he did uh Cause same, kind of same thing with Jimmy Johnson. Yep. Never really cheered for him. Never really cheered for Eddie Mack. He no. was always good, very very good. Doesn't suck at what he does. No. Uh, one of the if if you drop the 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 R off of that and you just go best drive, you, you've ever seen the yep. last chance race? Jeremy Davis a couple years ago, the two fifty. <laughs> yeah. That was spectacular. Yep. That is. Yeah, yeah. He put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pissed some people. That off, was probably the best put on lap. A show solo lap i've ever seen in my entire life bobby went in the hooligan race uh for the 250 yeah you know, th- yep. there's been some there's been some key moments that i think that stick out to any race fan obviously um but yeah there's that's just a handful yeah. yeah um let's see here uh driver you've never met that you'd like to clint boyer yeah that's yeah yeah that, that why wouldn't you want to meet clint boyer? exactly yeah i've never I'd never had the chance to meet him i'm glad that he's sticking around hopefully i'll run into him at some point because yeah. But Noah is. would be fun. Yep. Yeah. Noah I've, Gregson. I've met Noah, I guess, a handful of times, but never really out of, you know, the fire suit hanging out. Yep. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll stumble into him this year. I've this heard weekend. Kyle Larson's a good time, too, uh, out in the parking lot at, at whatever racetrack he may be at. So, yep. uh, that probably wouldn't suck. Uh, no, no. Uh, best racetrack you've 
you've been to? Best or favorite? Uh, it just I says like best, but I guess favorite probably. I don't know. I'm a sucker for White Mountain. I really am. I fucking love that place. Uh, White Mountain. Um, uh, Eldora was pretty sick. Knoxville was cool. Um, I don't know. There's quite a few. Jennerstown. Jennerstown is my favorite racetrack, I would say. Um, the, uh, best, probably, as well. Um, I don't know if it would be necessarily my favorite, but best. It's it's kind of it's weird. Like you, The whole deal where you pay $5 to park, and then you get a ticket to the grandstands, I don't know how that's profitable. I mean, it, it's it's just wild to me. Yeah. Um, that that is very interesting. I mean, the, the, it's profitable because it sounds like they realize it costs them zero dollars for you to show up. Yeah. So if they yeah. get five dollars out of your whatever, it's pure profit. And then the fact that you can, if you get a pit pass, you can pay ten dollars extra to park on the infield and watch the races and everything through there. You know, walk through the pit area. You know, basically while the fucking race is going on. That was that was wild. That was that was a neat little deal. And then even any everything down to the food selection there was was incredible. Everything was not. It was kind of like pre made. Like they they would make it, just throw it up there, and in, in like a under a heat lamp, and you could just go. And it was just grab and go, grab and go. And they and that was just something that you don't really see at racetracks often. You kind of have to order it and wait a couple seconds. They make it, and I don't, I don't know. That's the variety there was 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 the next level. And merchandise was very cheap i mean i got a t-shirt for like 10 bucks which is something that you just don't get and sweatshirts were 20 it, it was usually those are 40 dollars sweatshirts yep. and 20 dollars t-shirts so uh just everything there w- was incredible uh, i know that it's going to get lost on a lot of people because most people haven't been to jennerstown so they're just going off of what i'm saying if we're going talking around here thunder road is my favorite racetrack um i absolutely love that place it is so inconveniently not near us yeah. that that by the time you get there you're just like oh my god like please be worth it and then yeah. you like see the facility you watch the races you see 17,000 flying tigers plot on the racetrack and they put on a show and you're like holy fuck that was worth every minute that we were driving so um very very nice facility love that place so yeah locally thunder road in general jennerstown for sure uh number 10 best race you've attended oof that's tough. That, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. That's uh, that's really tough because recency bias is huge. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say that it's it's tough to pick because at this point we've probably been through thousands of races over the over the years that we've been doing this. But um, one that sticks out to me, like you said, recency bias. Uh, this year's Oxford Two Fifty, that was a fucking heater of a race between, um, you know, uh, um, Jeff Taylor. Uh, you know, you think he's gonna pull it off doesn't quite pull it off uh you know uh, has that penalty or a penalty he thought he had uh pulls down pit road uh gives himself a penalty never never was even told by the tower that he had one uh just just shows you what kind of a guy that he is because he thought that he he did a fuck up uh and then johnny clark pulling it off at the end there you know that that was there was a lot going on in that race in terms of comers and goers and a, a lot of stuff stuff shaping up in the last like 75 laps to put on what I thought was a fucking phenomenal Oxford 250 this past year. Uh, huh. The, or the White Mountain uh, mod race. Yeah, that's, race. that's what I was. That that's was what another I was really to. fucking good one too. Was the the mod races at White Mountain? Um, both of them really. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, even the the Granite State race at Beechridge that was phenomenal yep. with Wyatt and Corey 
putting on a hell of a show. Yeah, they were side by side for quite a while. Very, very long time. But yeah, it's all recency bias because we go to so many races. You know, yeah. we're we're going on like fifty races this year, so I'm sure that thirty five of them were great. Right. So it's it's tough to just pick one. Huh. Yeah. I'm really like trying to think of something that you know really caught my eye, but I mean every single race I've ever seen at Thompson. <clears throat> pretty they, good they get strung out there sometimes but, <laughs> yeah yeah um i think there's always something going on i feel like at some point <laughs> i i uh i think we can both answer this next question probably at the same time uh <laughs> most disliked driver uh joe logano so uh <laughs> moving on uh, <laughs> first track you will attend in 2021 come new year's thompson that's not true we're going to daytona daytona yep oh right <laughs> yeah so new smyrna Probably, yeah. Yeah. Or Volusia, maybe. It's Probably right New Smyrna. Yep. Hmm. Yep. I didn't even, why didn't I think of that? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I, <laughs> I, I, saw read, you, I saw your answers here. I was like, well, that's not true. I read through these so quickly that I'm like, fucking Thompson. Yeah. Must be. Yeah. No. Nope. I'm excited to go back to Daytona. I haven't been down there in a few years, and I, I think that it's, it's going to be a whole new experience going with people that i want to be with this time <laughs> uh care to uh, elaborate uh, well, i last <laughs> time i went i went with the school and i was forced to hang out with a, a bunch of douchebags that were part of the team and <laughs> it was more of a, a corporate type deal uh, as opposed to just going out and being a, a race fan so uh that's also when i got scolded for going to the strip club in the unoh van so i think i'm just gonna go to the strip club anyway and just not get yelled at by anybody i don't see a problem with that uh <laughs> me going or getting yelled at yes okay i i'm very very excited for obviously this weekend but the fact that we're only going for five days really is kind of bugged me especially now since you've had the last couple weeks off <laughs> you've just kind of been sitting at home um forced vacation yeah yeah uh but so for speed weeks i believe the goal the plan is to go for like damn near the whole thing uh i think that we're going to try to go down thursday or friday and then go saturday sunday throughout the whole entire week up until the daytona 500 go to that sunday come back monday or tuesday um so it's gonna be a very very long trip i found out that i go from having two weeks paid vacation to three weeks next year so kiss that extra week goodbye because it's going to be all used at speed weeks um and it sounds like atlantic city is not going to happen i would think yeah it's not looking good they already canceled turkey derby that's just the state of new jersey in general uh forcing forcing them to shut that down at wall stadium um so if if anything else follows suit it looks like atlantic city um the the indoor you know gamblers classics probably probably not looking so hot but we probably won't know till we're a little closer to it but um not looking good which Mm -hmm. sucks because that's that's one of my favorite annual trips so far yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, if if nothing else, I'm saving my vacation time and just spending extra time in Florida. Yeah. So I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it, I guess. Any other notes here, pal? Uh, I mean, damn, I got a ton of notes, but we got to do. What do you a, got? We, well, let's talk some other stuff. Roman Roman Grosjean oh, almost yeah. tried to kill himself at wherever they were in the F1 cars. Yeah, that um, that was very Family Guy. I turn now, good luck everybody else, and then he like cuts the car in half. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if something broke. There's no way something didn't break. Because he just took a hard right over right. what's-his-nuts-his nose there that could have been that guy. I'll find out what his name is when I watch the Netflix Kip, series later Kip on. Kip. I'm not up at 5 in the morning, so I don't really watch their races. Yeah, and he, and he, I don't know where they were, but he it was like an Armco barrier that he literally split because like, they're I, two pieces. I, I split still, the I don't, I know still how. don't understand how he is not cut in half or not dead. 
in general. The, the car, other than catching on fire, basically did what it was supposed to. Uh, that was, it, that's called a monocoque design, but they it, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. That halo thing it probably saved his face, and looks like the only thing really going on is he got some pretty pretty nasty burns on his hands. But that makes sense for how much of a ball of fire the fucking thing was after he decided to try to decapitate himself. Yeah, he he was in that fire for entirely too long yeah like it, to the point where you're watching it you're watching it you're watching it you're like oh there's just no way he's coming out of this yeah. and then he just emerges and you're like holy fuck yeah yeah that, that was wild and he didn't look as bad as he probably should have no like getting out of the car yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like the it, fact that he like, even walked apparently yeah. his suit it was supposed to his gloves kind of did what they were supposed to so um that's that's why you wear that shit yeah, and then they flipped the car over like later in that race too. I guess that, if there was ever an F one race to watch, yeah, that, that would have been the that one. <laughs> and that's tough because I guess I'll you know Lewis Hamilton won. I think try he, again next. I think he secured the Sunday at three a.m. Like three weeks ago or something. Yeah, how did so. how did I thought that they were done? I and thought they were too. I, when I woke up to, uh, I have a group chat with a couple buddies from that always come to Loudon with me from my hometown, Chris Gagne, C Money, and uh, my buddy Ty Johnson, Josh Merrill, a bunch of other people, and they they all um, Ty sent a video because Ty, I, I I don't. I never really can get a gauge on how much racing my buddy Ty watches, but for whatever reason, he's watching F1 every single time they're on. Uh, and you know, frankly, I don't, I just don't, I don't know anyone else that's up that early. I, I think the biggest problem, like you said, there, there, when if you're trying to watch live, it's like always three in the morning. Uh, Formula One by itself is very cool. The cars are very cool. The ingenuity behind them is incredible. Uh, the teams are are literally like military, militant, structured. Like that, they get what they need to get done, and they do it now. Um, the problem is that the racing sucks. Yes, it's just I, I one of the most wild stats I've ever seen. It was like 2016, 2017, something like that. Lead changes alone in the Daytona 500 was more than any on-track passes for any position in the entire F1 season that same year. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that whatsoever. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that was literally a stat. That, that along with the fact that it's on so early, is the reason why I don't watch. Yeah. Um, I, I know that there's probably th- some things that are going on that smart people are like, oh, that was so cool. Well, the, 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 like I said, the cars are cool. That You have to have driving ability to you know, to be successful, uh, yeah. obviously. But um, I, I just I think that the, the race is more strategy and it's more you have to have a good qualifying lap to start up front to just knock it see, see i don't know I, i've watched a handful of them in my entire life and i don't know if i've watched any wreck not off the initial start and they not only did the well i guess roman grosjean or whatever tried to kill himself off the initial start and then they just flipped one over like mid-race which you don't see yep. usually um either of those things happen so yeah, I guess that was the one to watch, and I guess I'll just never probably watch F1 again. <laughs> um, but I, I still don't understand because I thought their season was over because they announced literally three weeks ago that, that that's that's another reason why I don't watch yeah. is Lewis Hamilton wins every There's race. a good, fair chance that he's going to win, and if he doesn't, it's Sebastian Vettel. So. And Sebastian Vettel finished like 14th too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well. So there's that. Yeah, missed yeah. that Missed that one. Well, oh. we'll try again next time. Um I, I had this in my notes just, just thinking about it. Black Friday experiences, working or shopping, you have, have any of those? Black Friday is usually, you know, this year it was, it was tame, um, but I, I've worked in malls before, and and uh, it's, you know, it, it's just, uh, it, you don't understand that there's that level of human out there, yeah. and then they just all come out at the same day, and you're like, holy Karen. Well, I, I just have no interest. Like, it, no. the the... 
the 20 30 40 dollars that i'm gonna save is not worth me being there at like 5 a.m in the cold i will i will pay i will gladly pay extra to not have to deal with that fucking situation yeah like i that that it just doesn't make sense to me that to i just i don't want that I, I don't want that in my life i did i was forced to work a black friday once when i was at cabela's and that was awful mm-hmm. it was a terrible experience i would i would never ever recommend retail to anybody during that time of the year yeah yeah i've i've worked a i've worked a handful of them i've i've partaken I partook in, I guess, one... Uh, last year, I went to Best Buy just because I, at the time, I was working nights and my shift was supposed to end at one. I think I got out at three. And at three, I'm like, all right. So, ever, or actually, maybe it was even four, four, four thirty. I'm like, all right, everyone's probably had, you know, the initial rush and we're going to probably be died down. So, I walk into Best Buy and I'm like, oh, I'll see what I can't get for a deal or two. And, and I don't remember exactly what I got. Obviously, it wasn't worth it because I can't fucking remember it. But I, I ended up standing in line for an entirely too... too entirely too long and i, I don't do it, it wasn't yeah I, I i don't do lines i don't do crowds i, I get unless it's like a concert i don't i, I don't want it i don't want it i get i get very 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 cunty. very cunty <laughs> uh one of the c's always at least uh, sometimes i cry you, you know honestly just, you just, just gotta <laughs> break down <laughs> you, just, you just want that ps5 you, know, you, you, you just you just you, break you down you know, sometimes you're always cunty and, and then, then you know and then, sometimes you get in line and you're just like this this is just never gonna end and, and then you, just you just start crying and you just and cry so hard that you come all over the place and yeah it's, just, it's, a, it's a whole scene and really. usually there's at least someone that's you know still sleeping in their tent outside right. and then on your way out you just cuddle with them right and you get you get the the hat trick you get, you get all the which is four but yeah. you get it yeah yeah so uh black friday uh, an experience for sure that, I, I worked i worked at um a lids locker room which was inside of a macy's conveniently in pittsburgh uh don't recommend ever working ever near a macy's ever talk about karen's you know where karen's breeding ground is fucking macy's, macy's. Or, yeah or jc pennies y- yeah or when filene's was still a thing yeah yeah probably more macy's though i don't i see like i i grew up shopping at jc penny and yeah it's it's there it's it's not it's not a good scene at all but macy's just is another level can we also talk about how those two stores have looked exactly the same since yeah like yeah whenever the mall opened um yeah, so that, that's a, that's that's tough. There, they've, they've come awfully, they've become awfully complacent. Yes. Uh, so back when I was working there, it. So when you worked at Macy's, so it was a department inside Macy's. Like you know how you walk in and they have like a finish line, like corner, and there's like shoes there. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that was, it was a lids locker room, so it was all Pittsburgh sports gear, and it was a very interesting job. So I was I was paid. I went from Maine at ten something an hour minimum wage to Pittsburgh that was like seven fifty, so I was getting paid like eight fifty, and it was just not worth my time. So I would literally clock in. I didn't have a boss at the time; it was just me. So my boss would basically work all like alternate schedules with me. So he would, I would come in at one, he would leave at one, one thirty. Okay, so for the rest of the night, I'm just working by myself. Well, neat little thing about Macy's is that if people want to buy our merchandise, they can do that at a Macy's register. And there was a Macy's register about 10 feet from where I was situated. So I would literally clock in from work, do what I needed to do, and then just go walk around the mall. So I tried that <laughs> on Black Friday, and that was a scene. Yeah. So um, Did you this, get caught? No, no. I, I just... It, it, I don't... 
I, I, I had a very, very, I have a very low tolerance for people in general. <laughs> I have an even smaller tolerance for people that shop at Macy's. So it, it was just everything, everything and anything. Try the ones you know, with Subarus. This, this one, yeah, <laughs> this one won't, this is not scanning in right. This, this, this is over there and it says that it's twenty nine ninety nine marked down from $372. It's a peacoat and I really, okay, listen, if it's $379, I promise you it's not twenty nine ninety nine. Well, but it only, I don't give a fuck what it says. All right. It's in the wrong spot. Do you not see that, that behind me? It says Lids Locker Room. Do you know what that means? This is the Team Sports Store. Yeah. You know what that is? It's a peacoat. And ninety nine percent of the people that go into a Lids are there to just look at stuff and turn right back around and leave. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, it, like on on my endeavors, it was the middle of the night. I'm um working because over there, basically, I, would, I I think I went in Thanksgiving night because they can do that in Pennsylvania. They can't really do that here. And uh, I mean, there was some fist fights that I saw. It was it's so. I love the idea. Of, of fist fighting over like 33% off pack sun t-shirts or something <laughs> like like what are you doing it's come worth on. it come worth on it. really are we be, are we being serious right now <laughs> where's the camera oh, yeah you're gonna get godiva chocolate or whatever for fucking half off today really <laughs> and we're, we're throwing fists is that okay. your here yeah what's going on <laughs> <laughs> right like it just it, just the people on black friday are just absolutely wild and see and, I, i'm all in for a black friday wow black friday black you get it <laughs> Black Friday race, it'll go all day for people who don't want to go to Black Friday. So what we're going to do is we're just going to get all the shitbox cars, all the street stocks, and we're just going to have a whole day show. It's going to be Black Friday, but at the racetrack. And ticket prices are half off. Pit prices are half off. <laughs> Food's going to be like half off. Everything's going to be great. I like your... Black yeah. Flag Friday. I like I, I like it. Um, <laughs> Why didn't we do that? I don't know how profitable it would be. It wouldn't be. have been, but it would have been cool. Black Flag Friday. See, see, the other issue is that we don't own a racetrack. Right. Yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's going to be tough to get someone to be like, oh, yeah, let's do Black Flag Friday. And it's half off everything. Yeah. And, and it's not <laughs> profitable whatsoever. It's fine. The purses are half off, too. And then everyone well, yeah. just stays home and yeah. goes to Best It'll be Buy. Fine. It'll be fine. Goes to Best Buy and gets fucking NBA 2K14 for 33 cents. I feel like you can do that anyway. Wow. It's usually 66 cents, pal. Half off, Black Friday. Black Flag Friday. Mm-hmm. Could be. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so after <laughs> after I went after I uh after I went from Pennsylvania to Maine, uh, I actually worked at a uh Lids, the actual Lids in the mall. Uh it's still there, obviously. Right next to Starbucks. That was a neat little experience um, because it, so lids is cool because they try like on Black Friday they're like oh my god if someone buys a hat they can get their name embroidered in it for free. I can't tell you how disinterested I am with getting my name embroidered on my snapback. Yeah. So then you get people that are like oh my god there's a sale going on down here I'm just gonna stop into lids buy a hat because they're ten bucks oh I'm gonna get a hat and then you have to like read them like through this script of oh my god do you want to get like a name on it we can do this we can do that we can do that and it's all free and they're like no why would i want that and you're gonna be like well well we can do this too and we could put that on there and then like you know if i don't say that my manager is like you you really need to be doing that every single customer listen lady okay no one wants fucking sean s-e-a-n on the side of their fucking hat okay it's an atlanta braves hat who the fuck's sean yeah all right scene do you want to see a scene <laughs> i'll show you a fucking scene 
Yeah, like why why would you want seen on the side of your Chicago Bulls hat? I I wouldn't exactly particularly. Why would you yeah. buy a Chicago Bulls hat in the first well, place? I also wouldn't. Again, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Chicago Bulls hats are very much for people that are. Yeah, um, they they still act like they're in high school, but they're thirty four years old. The, the the person in and the, it's never the on su- straight. The person at the main mall going to South Portland, Maine, to buy a Chicago Bulls hat. Well, is, the, is most, also wearing a wife beater with a gold chain. Yeah, uh, pants that are entirely too big for them. Uh, probably underneath their buttock area. Yep. with a belt cinched all the way down so that their pants don't completely fall down. Oh, and they're also as, about as white as Elmer's glue. And they're wearing like Etni shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you still have them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's the person going to the main mall to buy a Chicago Bulls hat. Yeah, that's, yep. that's what's yeah, well, happening. Well, I mean, and that's a lot of them are showing up to the main mall already with Chicago Bulls hats right. on because that's just South Portland, Maine. Right. That's just the people in Maine. Um, you know, they're they're starting a rap career for yes. sure. Uh, and you know, you need a Chicago Bulls hat to be good at rap. Right. Is right. what I've seen on and, and they the, have on like MySpace. one one shitty tattoo that was done in someone's basement <laughs> uh, that was probably for free. It, uh, it's supposed to be a marijuana leaf, but it looks more like an oak leaf. Yeah. It's just, oh, I thought it was like a foot. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. No, oh, you like the Tar Heels? <laughs> no, I just smoke weed every day. <laughs> oh, I thought that was oh, like your wait. kid's handprint. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people that just go to the main mall in general are it, really any mall. I feel. Yeah. I just. I don't. I again. I don't do public. I don't yeah. like humans. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole. My, one of my favorite things in the world is looking as homeless as you can look and having two hundred dollar Jordans. Yes. And a Chicago Bulls hat. Yes. With a do rag on underneath it. Yes. For no reason. Correct. Because they're bald and they're <laughs> white. Yes. Just wearing like what are we glasses doing? too <laughs> yeah the, they have sunglasses on inside because a, they're so high that they don't want you to see their eyes in a monster sweatshirt oh baby <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like an actual monster sweatshirt no, it's, it's like the one, the one that you get the from kiosk. the fair that's, that's <laughs> the one that was done at the kiosk back like 200 feet that like is custom and it's just like heat pressed on Pal, and since, it's gonna fall off in the wash since, <laughs> since so i actually had a whole paragraph about you know nostalgic items in my notes because when we were sitting at friendsgiving it just so happened that we started talking about those goddamn spiked belts that you know they they were hot in middle school and oh my god was it a crisis when you had one of them little squares pop off you had your outfit picked out the night before you sprayed your shit down with axe you're like let's go (laughs) we are getting some tonight you had you had your uh, adidas sambas on too oh my your, god with your baggy jeans you friggin laced up your osiris's and guy, fucking <laughs> guy, i get it yeah <laughs> you had your starter jacket ready to go if it's cold out your neon pink and neon yellow with cheetah print fucking osiris's <laughs> <laughs> you're like with like with like, like multi-colored fucking laces let's go stunting yeah. today yeah which is which is neat because everything that we just described is like middle school very middle school but also that's everyone that shops that's also the, the main mall in South Portland. <laughs> that's also the guy buying the chicago <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but then like dude heelys heelys had a run there for <laughs> i they still have banned. a pair they were banned yeah i still have any kids with fucking biff it in the <laughs> hallway <laughs> the, the look what i can do toe pick wham <laughs> trash can gone johnny's gone friggin johnny's hardly coordinated enough to walk <laughs> now we have fucking rollerblades yeah. strapped to his feet <laughs> johnny and fucking uh tanya's front teeth are blown out <laughs> in the hallway like what are you doing guys <laughs> or yeah. uh, remember Beyblades getting ripped oh out the hallway, my dude. god they were fucking weapons Fuck, that came up in our friends giving too <laughs> dude Swear to God, we talked about that. Yep. Do you was that like this past friends get like a couple days ago, week Maybe. ago, week ago? Oh, All right, I'm pretty sure Bobby and I well. talked about this. We're gonna get Beyblades and we're gonna fucking go Facebook Live and we're gonna have I'm duels done. to the death. We could oh we could we could put bets on them. Yeah, 
Oh, I'm all in. We're gonna be. Ready. I mean, I was already in, but now I'm <laughs> fucking even more in. So we Dude, gotta get Bay one of those Blades. arenas. Beyblades, <laughs> fucking let it rip. <laughs> or uh, uh, Pokemon cards. No, well, I mean, I, I played with them, but just. They can stay. Even sports cards, hockey cards, oh, baseball dude. cards. Kids I, would buy binders. To I would. School. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Me and those and fucking tech decks. I used to. I used to stay inside and fucking tech deck with Game all Boy my color. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Dude, like the ready to go back home on your AIM. Yeah. Manchild one two three five five seven nine six two nine three. Why so many numbers? I don't know. Because I think Boy the first like seven were taken somehow, and that's what it was. That's up. just what I came up with. Fallout Boy underscore twenty two hit me up. Are you Fallout Boy? Yeah, <laughs> you're the Fallout Boy. Yeah, that's wild. Mm. Is AI am still a thing? Can we log on to that right now? Uh, probably not. If I had to guess, but I haven't really looked it up. You tried to get on MySpace, can't do it. <laughs> no, it's no. fucking something weird now. Something sus. Yeah. Sus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I can't remember who we were with, but uh, some. I think it was uh, uh, you're gonna go far, kid. Yeah. Uh, starts playing on whatever. A little we Offspring. Oh, oh shit! That was my MySpace song and. Whoever was, they're like, you're what? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get that was That was fighting words. <laughs> yeah, get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, friggin' drug rugs going to the fair. Dude, I used to, <laughs> I, I, pal, <laughs> dude, I wanted one of them so bad in again, seventh wearing your, grade. Again, wearing your Adidas Samba. Yeah. With your, with your, <laughs> yeah. With your t- two baggy pants. Billy, come lace up the fat farms and get a fucking drug rack. <laughs> dude, like legit. When I was in seventh or eighth grade, I'm like, let's fucking go, dude. Literally. I wanna get I wanna get this fucking weird crocheted looking fucking probably uncomfy ass sweatshirt. Yeah, it, literally it's literally scratchy. Like yeah. it, you're you're yeah. itchy when you wear it. But <laughs> like, I, I need like it. it gives you a rash. <laughs> it's not comfortable. For more than one reason. Like it's all <laughs> Because of who made it and because of the fabric. Literally any any indoor soccer shoe. Oh, my God. That was a thing for a while, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Goddamn fucking Pumas and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What are the, what a, lot of, a lot of go-kart kids did that. Like, it's like a racing shoe. I'm like, stop. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Just like, stop. Yeah. Dude, I saw this tweet. I think it was a tweet. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, <laughs> the other day, I don't even, I don't have the who the fuck tweeted it out so that's good on me uh give him credit where credit's due it said kid i shit you not <laughs> there used to be a number you could call to see what time it was <laughs> do you remember that and the weather i remember 411 you yep. know like you'd call like that was your phone book yeah and which was like a step up from not having to use the phone i remember book. sitting <laughs> like i remember sitting on wait are you talking like the time and temp yeah. number yeah. oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, it was just someone's tweet and that was all it said and i'm like let's yeah exactly so for, for those that don't know uh there's a building in in the middle of portland it's literally called the time and temperature building because the top of it has just a giant uh light lit up billboard that flashes between the time and the temperature uh and there was a number to call if you didn't know what time it was because you'd didn't have a clock or a cell phone or <laughs> yeah. any sense yeah. of anything, I guess. You could call oh the number and be like, yep, it's 369 p.m. When the, <laughs> when the, when the fuck were, were clocks invented? Like, if you had to guess? Like, thousands of years ago? <laughs> it's called a yeah. sundial? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I remember very vividly within the last... 20 years? 12 <laughs> to 15 years, yeah. my grandfather calling the time and temp building... Still? To, to figure out what time and temp it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which okay. thermometers were also invented quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was an interesting okay. one. So you just look at your cell phone, obviously. Uh, but my, my favorite is your, your math teacher when you're like, 
I'm just going to use a calculator. And they were like, well, you're not just going to have a calculator on you at all times. Well, bitch, guess what? Yeah. Because I do. Yeah. Like how we're supposed to fucking learn cursive because we're all going to be writing in cursive after high school or in high school and beyond. Well, that's different. Yeah. Well, handwriting's different. Yeah. Since when did, well, I never once in high school. It's not for the handwriting. It's fine motor skills. And also the like seventh and eighth grade, all the teachers absolutely love being like, well, this isn't going to fly in high school. Excuse me? What isn't going to fly? Like anything. Like when oh, you're yeah. acting out in class, oh, just being yeah, a class you, clown. You, you... I was a fucking hazard in 7th and 8th grade. Yeah. Absolute yeah. hazard. Never paid attention. Never fucking, you know, just high acting sco- out at all times. High school was rough for me. I was damn near the class clown in like 8th grade and fucking it was, yeah. I remember uh, my geometry teacher in high school. She was, um, how you describe as? Fucking cunt? Well, no, okay. no, she really didn't deserve what I did to her. But uh, oh. she was uh, how you describe as a full-bodied woman. Oh, and uh, she—that's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she wore a vest, ooh, with a cow print on it one day. And I, I'm sure you can gather. I'm sure you can gather what happened. That poor lady. <laughs> yeah, she cried herself to sleep that night she, for sure. So, it, of the 12 years I went to, you know, kindergarten through or 13. Wow, K, K through 12. Yeah, I had four teachers that was their first, last, and only year teaching. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I think I had one of them. Hmm, let me see. No, no, I think she stuck around. I had a, some wicked cunt teacher in English. In English in seventh grade. I mean, Christ, the amount of times I got sent to the Who was the worst office. teacher you ever had? Ever. Oh, that one? Um, fuck. I don't even remember what her name was. She she was brand new, and no one... Man, I mean, I had, Mrs. Campo was a bitch in sixth grade. <laughs> that lady, she was a fucking piece of work. Uh, I think I got suspended actually, because of her in sixth Actually, grade. I think we should turn this into whoever's listening. Comment on the post for when we post this up and you're listening to this. I want to know your worst teacher's name and your worst experience of what the hell you did. Well, the what the the worst experience that I had in, in high school was... Because, um, you know, like uh, Scott with 1T Fowler is going to comment something yeah. wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deshaun Mandick himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like, I, li- I lit my teacher coat on fire <laughs> yeah like i i threw the desk out the window and they were mad <laughs> uh, speaking of fucking throwing desks so in uh eighth no it was in high school actually so i was a freshman in high school i was um i huh, how do i put this i i was better than i was in eighth grade i, I was <laughs> I, I, I had to be matured. fair the bar wasn't very i high. had matured uh, no so i was matured, i was a, if you will matu- yeah matured uh, I was a piece of work for sure. <laughs> I, and, is yeah, I, and I was, I'm, I'm always, I'm the kid. So I worked with some girl um, it, at the post office and she goes, oh, my cousin knows you. I'm going to like let her know that I work with you or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, sounds good. Or him know that he worked with you. So this kid knew me growing up. We went to daycare together. We had some classes together. I think he was a grade below me, whatever. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, did you, did you see this kid? And she's like, yep, yep. And uh I was like, oh, what did he say? She's like, oh, well, he described you as a, a sarcastic asshole. I was like, that's that couldn't be more on <laughs> brand. Yeah, like that's like, yeah. exactly, yeah. So it's be, I, me being a sarcastic asshole in ninth grade, and I was in science class. We had a substitute teacher. Um, he was the dance teacher 
and I didn't even know that there was a dance class. Um, but yeah, he was subbing our science class and he was giving us a test or something that I had missed. And, uh, he was giving everyone their results back, whatever. And I had to go take a test out back. And, uh, out back was where you would do like all your labs and shit. You had very uncomfy stools and there was not much room to work with. So I like think I picked up my desk and, you know, a chair and started moving it to the back of the classroom. Like I'm going to sit at my desk. Well, I don't know why that set him off, but holy fuck. He literally like came fucking, I was dragging the desk and my chair like out in front of me. He came and he picked up the desk, threw it against the lab table, fucking took the chair and then fucking threw it at me and it like bounced and like hit me and I would like fucking stumbled back and he's like, go to the fucking office. And like I went to the office and I, I sat down and like the receptionist or whatever there was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, honestly, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I was like, I, I got a chair thrown at me and she's like, by who i was like my substitute teacher and she goes oh who is that and i was like honestly i don't know um i was in this class this this classroom whatever and she goes oh okay 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 well then like very quickly the teacher came down and was like come back to class like you know nothing happened and i'm like oh. but it did it did it for sure did <laughs> we're just gonna glaze over the yeah. the chair throwing yeah and then like i had i remember i don't know that that was probably like the only experience that i had and i can't really remember a lot of my teachers i'm i have the worst memory of all time and mrs campbell in sixth grade was a definite cunt she was she was my homeroom teacher and everything um and yeah that was that's probably that's probably the one yep. i don't remember i don't really remember my fucking fifth grade teacher's name no it'll come back to me yeah yeah she's probably not even a teacher anymore she was no. so terrible can, can we just talk about so the the debate i i heard on on one of the other podcasts i listened to uh, were, were you a Nickelodeon, a Cartoon Network, or a Disney kind of guy? You scattered around? Like I, 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 I was a scattered. I, I listened. To, I mean, I, I watched a lot of them. Um, I watched a little bit of everything, but um, I, I would say I probably would lean, in order: Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney. Yeah, I would. I would probably lean for sure Nickelodeon over Cartoon Network. Um, I'd probably even put Disney over Cartoon Network. I was never really big into Cartoon Network, and I honestly think that a lot of the people that shop at the South Portland Main Mall were big, big into Cartoon Network. I, um, I, I, I think that if they're not in jail they're buying <laughs> chicago bulls hats at Lids. <laughs> it depended on the time of day though it really did so if you wake up first thing in the morning it's it's nickelodeon that's that's your morning routine you get into the afternoon then you start watching the johnny bravos of the world and the cartoon network and then you know you know disney was if if you wanted that i guess but yeah um yeah. I, I mean disney was first i should say because then you had like the boy meets world and all that shit then you get to nickelodeon about lunch mid 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 morning lunchish yeah. time brunch yeah. if you will and then cartoon network was your nighttime. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a little rocket power to start the day. No. I used to watch that. And I used to cap my days off a lot of times with either Drake and Josh or Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. Was, that was kind of my go-tos for sure. I wasn't really... Cat dog. Yeah. 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 John I mean, Bravo. I'd fuck around with like a Zoe 101 because I thought nah, she was hot. I was out on that. Yeah, Hannah Montana. She was pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Still is. I Carly. Yeah. The blonde one. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, eh, whatever her name is. She was pretty hot. I I watched like the cartoon. I didn't do like the the real life stuff. I didn't really watch too many. I didn't really watch too many cartoons. I wasn't very big on, you know. I, no, no. I'm trying to think I, like I anything. Also like watched, I watched a lot of like sitcoms too when I was younger. I mean, like, I watched like the Fairly Odd Parents and like Jimmy Neutron and shit. But yeah. Jimmy Neutron was kind of gay. Uh, Home Improvement. Oh, dude. Always Power rank top Pro- top five best shows of all time right now. Like off, sitcoms. Off the cuff, just off in general. Home Improvement, mm, yeah, Cheers, has to be. Frasier, um, Seinfeld was okay, I guess. Um, 
How I Met Your Mother was a little bit later. Friends, obviously, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, big sitcom kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Big, mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. So, this according is, to Jim, this is that in, was a good one. This is not in in any order at all. Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, obviously. Uh, Home Improvement, absolutely has to be on the list for sure. The Office. Yeah, very very good. That's probably. I thought we were talking about like when we were younger. Well, just just in general, that that was that was probably my number one right there. The Office. Um, oh man, I don't know. Since you said Friends, I'll go that '70s show. Um, I I I like I like that one a lot. Um, Bill Cosby show was. I loved. I love that. You're gonna get canceled for that. I loved. (laughs) I loved Friends, but so help me Jesus. The fucking Golden Girls, pal. Oh my god! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, the Golden Girls slaps, dude. Legit, <laughs> for sure. No, like, dude, loved hanging out with my nana. <laughs> loved it. If we weren't watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, so help me Jesus, we're watching the fucking Golden Girls, and yeah, they are I'm all terrific. In. All in. Love it. I'll watch it right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's honestly better than watching Carson Wentz play football. He just threw the worst. <clears throat> Interception I've ever seen in my entire Most life. Most overrated quarterback in the I, entire National oh, Football League. Oh, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Is this they, it? They hadn't even gotten look, a... Look, look, look at this. Look at this. They hadn't even gotten a first down there, until three minutes left in the second quarter. There is... Can we talk about that? There, it, there, there is no... The guy just caught it in the end zone. He's wearing a white jersey. There is not a single Eagles player near him. So we, Wrong team. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm, the, I'm a big Steelers fan. The Steelers and Ravens are surely going to be a better game than whatever we're watching. We, so <clears throat> obviously we're leaving Thursday. Um, I have some prior commitments on Wednesday. Tuesdays I go out drinking with the hockey boys um, and probably won't be home till significantly later. So tonight was really the only opportunity to record this podcast. And thank God it was the Eagles playing football because we, you know, I'm like, well, let's watch a little bit of the game. Let's watch the, the game and we'll, we'll sit down at halftime and we'll record, you know, uh, the, the podcast. And with a little under two minutes left, or a little more than two minutes left in the first half, the Eagles crossed the midfield mark for the first time. Yes, they were. Th- is, they were three and out on like every drive. Uh, it, it it was the most boring football game I've ever seen up until halftime, and uh, then we started recording the podcast. I haven't really seen what happened after that, but uh, Carson Wentz is still being Carson Wentz, so that you'll have that. Yep. For sure. So uh, that turned into not a quick show. No. So you're welcome. I just burned through all of my notes. So so we're uh, fresh going into the snowball derby. Yes. We're gonna have all sorts of stuff coming back. Uh, we're gonna throw an Evan here. Yes. All right. Yep. So uh, to add to this, uh, like we said in the bank, we've had an interview with a uh, friend of the program uh, since pretty much day one. Uh, the reason that we call this place is Solero Commerce Compound. Uh, it is Evan Orvath, uh, a Lee regular back in his day. Um, you know, race some shit boxes, I guess. Uh, just loves racing in general. Is down in South, or South Carolina now uh, with Solero Commerce. Helps us out. Uh, big friend. Helps of- us out is an understatement. Yeah. Uh, for immensely. Sure. He um, is the only continuous help that we've had. Yes. So. Um, so from there, definitely appreciate it. From there, we sat down with him, uh, had ourselves a Zoom call with him down yeah. south. Uh, so enjoy this nice little piece that we had with Evan, and then uh, we'll be back with you for a second afterwards. All right, boys and girls, so here is a uh, friend of the program uh, since day one. Crack a beer, buddy. A uh, friend of the program since day one. Uh, you hear us talk about him all the time. Uh, we call this place the Solero Commerce Compound because of him. On the other end of the Zoom call here, we have Evan Orvath. What the hell is up, buddy? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. 
Thank you for all that you do for us. Yeah, you've um, supported this show since the very beginning when really no one else did. You've been the only like long-term supporter of this program, I guess, other than the listeners, obviously. Thank them for listening. But yeah, like you, you've gotten us drunk at racetracks quite a bit. You've definitely <laughs> helped out in that aspect for sure. Whether you're you not. When you enjoy something, you got to support it. Yeah. So how the hell did you find our podcast? Because I've always wondered that. I don't think we've ever talked about it because you're, you're originally from New Hampshire, right? Correct. Now you live in South Carolina. So you're probably our only South Carolina listener, but thank you for <laughs> listening. Um, yeah. How the hell did you find this Black Flag podcast deal? Yeah. So I follow Elevate Designs um, on Instagram and his story one day was printing off the stickers and it took me like a half an hour to figure out how to find a podcast. Um, never really <laughs> listened to a podcast before. And now I listen to them all the time. Um, but that was really where I saw it at first. And uh, that's where we're at. So we popped your cherry. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime I hear podcasts, I'll be honest, I think like Dungeons and Dragons, I think, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, and then you know, I realized there's racing podcasts, there's, there's beer podcasts, there's golf podcasts. Um, and, uh, you know, you just sit there and listen. Right. So, uh, you said you're friends with Connor McDougal, right? So you, are you, you no, just familiar with who he is. Okay. Uh, so you grew up in New Hampshire you, you've been to racetracks, right? How do you get involved in this whole racing deal to even figure out who Connor is? Yeah. So my dad, um, is Donald Horvath. Um, and so he was a official at Lee for a lot of years, um, flagman, race director. Um, and then he worked for the Bush North tour for a little while. Um, he was the flagman for ISMA, uh, did some race directing for ISMA. Um, I think now he's doing the old Valeni tour mods. Uh, I guess Valeni took off their name. So it's just like the MRS, I think modified racing series. Yeah. So he's the flagman for that. Um, and so just from when I was really young, I don't know when I first made it to the racetrack, but the story is my brother was there at two weeks old at Lee. Um, so we just sat in the stands until we got you know old enough to drive our own. So <clears throat> any other places you've been to uh, Lee, you know, you do NASCAR stuff. What else do you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to quite a few tracks. Uh, you know, when I was, you know, up there, we were going to Lee and star quite a bit. Um, and then when it came down here, I didn't realize how many tracks are like right next to my house, whether it's Cherokee, Carolina Speedway, Charlotte's only hour away, uh, Lancaster, dirt tracks. Did you ever race yourself? Yeah. So uh, when I was 14, um, I got the first Ironman, uh, the six shooters now. Um, my brother had his car. He bought a new one. So I took his old one. I totaled that in the first four, four weeks. <laughs> I uh, got another one, wrecked that one after about six more weeks, and then I uh, kind of went on a, a little bit of a tear after that and did pretty well. Um, but, you know, got rid of those cars, I think, in 2016 when I moved down here. Um, but we had a fun time, Red Cup racing, uh, me and my brother and a few other people. Uh, so it was a good time. I was, was going to ask about that. People that can't, people that obviously can't see us but can only hear, we're on a Zoom call, like we said, and he has a red cup racing sign right behind him. So apparently, you know, you must not have sucked. If you're going to, if you're going to make a, a, a sign like that, that thing looks pretty stout. So, so describe, describe, you, you said that you, you weren't the worst at it, I guess. Did you pick up like a, a handful of wins here and there or, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I think I, you know, the first year I didn't even make the top 10 and then I, you know, got like six in points. And then was third and third in the points, you know, after that. But it was like the third year I picked up my first win. Um, and then 
you know, raced a few different things. Um, and then we got on to the years after that and, uh, kind of got more money, um, and just started spending money. And, and my brother, I mean, he, he really, he built the cars for the most part, you know, kind of set them up and everything. And then I just went out and drove them, uh, <laughs> you know, whenever I needed something, you know, Hey Shane, what do you got over there? Uh, so we, we took that and, and threw that on the car and we did pretty well. Uh, I always tell him, you know, I raced his cars better than he did. Um, but I wrecked more cars than he did. So yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, he built a new car at one point and I blew my motor. Um, so I took his car out for the next week and I won that night and I just told everyone victory lane that, uh, you know, he told me if I didn't win, I couldn't race next week. And then the week after that, we got second. It was like a double points. Uh, it was a double feature night. Um, and I said, yeah, he's not going to let me race the next one. Um, and uh, I raced the next one, won it. And, uh, but that one, I like tore the entire front off the car. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I broke my brother's toy. Um, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, you know, he always helped out. Um, but that car, I think two more races, I think I won another one. And then uh, I raced it without brakes. Um, and, uh, destroyed that one. That was a great car. That was fun. <laughs> uh, so obviously now you've kind of strayed away a little bit from driving. Do you have any desire to get back into it or do you want to, do you want to revive red cup racing or what are we doing here? That's good. That would be a sick t-shirt. Yeah, we have t-shirts. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got plenty of them. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, the thought was, you know, when I moved down here, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be done racing. Uh, so I sold off the cars that I had. Um, gave the rest of it to Shane, you know, what was actually mine, gave some of his stuff back. Um, and then I always thought about getting a car down here and my girlfriend, she was never really a big racing person. She's like, Oh, we could get a car sometime. And I was like, I don't know if you know exactly what goes into it. Um, you know, a race car in my opinion is cheap. Um, you know, you can get a, a pure stock or something like that. You'll have some fun. Uh, but dad always had the truck and trailer. Um, and then Shane always helped me work on it. So it was really easy for me to just, you know, spend my $150 a week. I was making on a farm uh, to have my own race car. Uh, but without all that stuff down here, there's, there's very little chance. Um, you know, Shane still has one sitting up in the woods. I might go up there and take it out for a race or two. I don't know, but uh, I, I doubt that we're, we're starting that real quick. So, <clears throat> so you, you, you've done the racing thing. You, you, you've been introduced to a, a couple of days talking about it every week on a podcast. What is it that you actually love about it? Or what is, what's your favorite part about actual like short track racing or just NASCAR or anything in general? What, what is it that draws Evan Orvat to the racetrack? Um, I would say, you know, kind of on the, the racing side of it, uh, I, I like just close racing. Um, you know, I think that there's, you know, kind of two different styles as you guys say, shitbox racing and, you know, real racing, um, you know, with shitbox racing, I, if they're not hitting each other, you know, if they're not sideways, then there's no point in it even being a thing um and then with with real racing you know um you know seeing a super late model you know go into a corner and they dive in harder than the person on the outside of them but then coming off the corner you know that person on the outside is is pulling away just seeing the cars slide you know i mean it's like they're on ice you know just into the corner out of the corner um you know that's exciting to me i enjoy that um down here i mean i i'm for the most part go to dirt racing um and i can't tell you anything about dirt racing i'll go there and i'm just sitting there with my eyes open my mouth open drinking a beer like wow this is cool 
I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're doing it. I can't I race on dirt for anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm, it's terrible. But uh, hey, if you like watching cars slip and slide around, going to a dirt track is the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's exciting, you know, either way of it. Um, but you know, kind of the see, seeing racing and hearing the stories, um, you know, that's kind of one thing that you know, I guess, drawn me to you guys on the podcast. Um, you know, you guys tell the the real story. You know, I, there were some radio programs I listened to when I was up there um, about different things. They just go down the list, like this guy got first, this guy got second. They don't mention that the guy who was finished fourth took out the guy in second, and the guy in third ended up in the lead. You know, so um, you guys are honest about that fact of it. Yeah, we're we're pretty we're, we're honest as yeah, a good word. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we're very unprofessional. <laughs> I think that's another good word to, to uh, you know, throw in there. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's what people like about it. And, and, you know, there's obviously other podcasts, other things you can listen to, but a couple fucking idiots that are trying to recap what happened during the night while shit-faced is, you know, I guess entertainment for people. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so so you, you grew up in New Hampshire. You, you did a little bit of racing here and there. How how'd you end up down south? Uh, so I was at SNU. Um, when I finished up at SNU, uh, you know, I was moved back with mom or dad, you know, and I was like, that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Um, so my sister was living down in South Carolina, finished up her master's and she was like, I need a roommate. And I went down for spring break and I was like, you know, if I have to, I'll just move. Um, so, uh, was it three months after graduation? Uh, I packed up and I moved down. Um, no job, you know, a car with 180,000 miles on it. You know, that thing was terrible. Um, and uh, we moved in this apartment and lived with her for about a year. And there was no point in coming back after that. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the, what's the Evan Orvath uh, five-year plan? Uh, five-year plan, just kind of build up this whole Solero Commerce book. Um, you know, I'm really excited about the way that, you know, I'm working with small businesses, um, you know, and just getting people's businesses running. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to, I guess, have my own business, um, but it was always tough to kind of look at, you know, what business do you start? You know, what, what are you going to like for the next 20, 30 years or so? Um, and so luckily with what I do, um, I get to be a part of a lot of people's little businesses, whether it's a restaurant, bar, uh, HVAC companies, um, you know, little retail shops. Uh, I get to help out you know, be involved in all those. That's cool. I like that. So we, so, so we talked the local, local stuff. Have you had a chance to like check out Darlington or any of the NASCAR tracks around there? I assume you've been to Charlotte. I heard that you went to Daytona earlier this year. Uh, so how was, how was the experience? Did you go to Darlington this year? Uh, oh, no. So I went Darlington the previous year, uh, in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that trip to, to Darlington, it was, it was a boy's day. Um, and, uh, I remember much of it. A few more, a few too many bush lights um, and a few too many Red Bulls in general. Just it, the thing was, is I accounted for a wonderful long day at the racetrack. Always at Darlington it is. I did not account for the four hour rain delay. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. We, we went up, the four of us went up to get in the stands and then we sat down right when the rain started. And I was like, it's a quarter mile walk back to the, 
to the camper room where the car is and everything like that, like we're going to be soaked either way. So we just sat in the rain and just drank. Um, but <laughs> there was the shit out of that. Just like, I'm going to get wet. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm, just sit yeah. out. Okay, it's fine. And like, I went into the bathroom at one second. That's when the sticker got up on the mirror. Um, and there was, I don't know, 30, 40 people in like the size of my office right now. Um, just completely packed. And I stuck the sticker up there and I'm telling you, it slipped off. Like there was Windex behind it. Like there, <laughs> all the steam that was in that bathroom. Yeah. We appreciate the effort anyway. Oh yeah. I, you know, for the team, you know, for the, for the brand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I went to Darlington actually. So th- I assume, did you stay for the rate, like the race Did it get rained out or you said four hour rain delay. I assume that. Yeah, oh yeah. Out. I stayed. Yeah. So uh, I, every time I go to Darlington, um, we, I always pay for like my roommate's ticket or whoever's going with us. I say, Hey, we'll buy your race ticket. And it's always the, f- like the first time that they've gone. So they don't understand. And we're like, yeah, we'll pay your ticket as long as you drive us back the two hours back to the, you know, to rock Hill. And so we've done that twice. And both times the driver was like, never again. <laughs> yeah. Not. yeah. Well, the, the race at Darlington usually starts late at night anyway. So for our rain delay, when did this race go green? Uh, that's the one that went green at like eight o'clock at night. And then you guys were podcasting, finished up at like 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, oh, I vaguely remember yeah, that. I, I, I'm starting to remember that at, at night. There's a lot but, of, we're, we're in it for the long haul when, when shit's televised like that. But so I went to Darlington actually back in 2015 or 16. And I had just moved to Pittsburgh with my buddy Caleb. And we were, we had just got settled in for about three or four days. We were in Pittsburgh. And we were like, let's go, let's just drive to Darlington, uh, Pittsburgh to Darlington, nowhere near each other. Like it, it was at least 12 hours, I want to say. And so we showed up and we showed up in the middle of a hurricane and we got there Saturday. We were supposed to go to the Xfinity race, do whatever. And it hurt. Like, I think we, maybe we showed up like really early in the morning, like it was four in the morning. And we sat inside of a Dunkin' Donuts until like at least six at night. Like, we were literally just sitting there watching it pour and, like, watching people, like, you know, not be able to get through the road that was in front of us. And I, I guess that's just a common occurrence at Darlington. But other than that, I mean, the, the party atmosphere is wild. The, the I love throwback, like, throwback weekend. It's probably, like, my favorite weekend of the year. So if anyone hasn't been to Darlington, make sure that once this whole coronavirus thing, you know, subsides, get an umbrella, grab some bush light, and just fucking head to the racetrack because it is definitely worth your time. Yeah, I always say, you know, South Carolina, it is way easier to drive in snow up north than to drive in the rain down here. Um, the oil just kicks up off, off the road, and there's no inspections for any of the cars. So, like a street car, there's no inspections. So, I it was sitting at a stoplight one time, and there was a Chevy Cavalier that just, like, skirted all the way through, did a donut all the way through the intersection. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this, <laughs> are you drunk? Or maybe. Yeah, and they're just like petrified in the car. I'm like, you gotta slow down for those. So, so you've you've done the NASCAR stuff. You've done the local stuff. You you kind of been all over the place. What's your? Uh, it's always a tough question to ask people too. But what's your favorite place you've been to slash like favorite racing memory? That's a good question that we got on the uh, the old Patreon show last week. What's your What's your favorite racing memory and favorite place to go to? Um, I mean, Lee is always you know close to heart. Um, you know. He, sitting in the bleachers, falling asleep on mom's shoulder in my entire life. You know I mean? That's, that's what I did. Um, and then, you know, so that's close Daytona this year. I mean, 
just the whole trip, how it ended up, um, free tickets from, jeez, uh, oh, I really need to get his name. It's John something. Um, but he just messaged me after the post that Bobby put up for me and just said, hey, here's free tickets. He didn't even ask for money or anything like that. And we got in the car and drove. Um, so that was just looking at Daytona, even though it wasn't like a true full grandstands and everything like that because it was on a Monday, um, you know, that place is pretty. <laughs> um, I've been there once <clears throat> uh, just for speed weeks and I watched the ARCA race from the infield and that place is it's wild how big it is like it, it yeah. and I know that like Indianapolis and other places like that are gi- gi- ginormous facilities but it, it, it's so hard to put into words how big those fucking places are it's its own little city and even yeah. if you're in just one little portion of it you're still in your own little town and you're still a, a zillion feet away from anything even in the infield so um it's just crazy how small it makes you feel going to a place like that yeah, and it's john west so thank you john west yeah. um yeah. yep <laughs> um but yeah i guess uh, i'll tell you the one of my my favorite i guess racing memories it was the last race that i actually raced um I was in this, I don't know, my car I built was nowhere near my brother's. Um, and he started on the pole and I started sixth. Um, and it was, he was racing for a championship, but it was kind of guaranteed that he wasn't going to win it um, for the last race. And we go into turn one and I split the two cars in front of me, drifted the car, turned off of the guy in third and drilled my brother, like in the back, the entire, it sent him forward. And then I just rode around in second. I was like, he's gone. You know, he's already in turn three. I'm coming out of two at this point. Um, and uh, we go through the entire race, you know, with a 20 laps or so, and I'm getting hit all over the place and we finally park it. And so he's, he's in first, I'm in second. And uh, he gets out of the car and I'm, I'm pumped, you know, one, two brothers finish, right? Like last race of the year. Awesome. Well, he gets out and he's like, who the fuck hit me on the first lap? <laughs> and I was like, well, that, that'd be me, Shane. You know, and he's like, and he's, he's starting to do the math. Out. How did you go from six to, you know, hitting him? Um, and uh, that honestly, like that just being one of the last ones was just perfect. I dig that. I like that a lot. So uh, <clears throat> we, we briefly touch on it every week, but you work for a company called Solero Commerce. So for those that don't totally understand what we say every week, We'll give you a little bit of a free ad here. What what is it exactly that you do? That's not really free. But <laughs> it's just um, what we usually say. So Solero Commerce, uh, we're a merchant services company. Um, so what we do is POS equipment, terminals, CRMs, um, back-end electronic processing. Uh, it sounds exciting, I know. Um, but what it is is when you swipe a credit card somewhere, someone needs to tell Visa and MasterCard um, to send the money from their issuing bank, you know, TD, uh, Bank of America or anything like that, to send the money to Visa and MasterCard. And then Visa and MasterCard then sends the money down to the store that you are spending your money at. Um, and so what we do is we facilitate that transaction. Um, and the thing is, is that there's, you know, regulation on everything like that. Um, but a lot of reps will go out there, they'll sign up all these accounts and then people are looking to see, you know, where they're, you know, a merchant or a business owner is, you know, where's my money coming from? How much am I paying for this transaction? Um, and you know, a lot of the, you know, statements or the transactions, you know, the, the fees change and, uh, you know, what you signed up with maybe five years ago is probably not what you're paying right now. 
Um, and it may be time to switch, maybe time to take a look at it. Um, so that's really what I do. Um, I take in a statement, I look at what you have, see if I can do better for you. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm there. If something goes wrong, something, you know, you need to ask a question, cell phone rings 24 seven. Um, so I pick that up, do a little bit of customer service for you and make sure that you're able to take a credit card or a debit card um, for your business. Because right now, especially with COVID and everything like that, you can't rely on cash 24 seven. Um, you know, people are going to spend more money on them cards. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Whatever all that means for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that, that's the biggest reason why somebody's going to go to Evan Orbath at Solero Commerce because, because you're there all the time compared to somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the big thing is, is it was some companies, you know, you, you'll call up and you'll call into a call center. Um, you know, the same thing, I'm going to pick up the phone the same as a call center will. Uh, but when they say, Hey, I'm so-and-so, or, you know, I'm, I'm the black flag podcast. Uh, they'll say, well, can I get your account number? You're just a number to them. To me, I'm like, okay, you know, what do you need, Brad and Charlie? <laughs> More personable. I like it. So when, when's the next time we're going to see you up in, in New England at a racetrack? So we were supposed to hang out at Lee. I don't know if you got buckled the night before. I assume you did. A long night. Uh, it never showed. Well, I guess you did show up at Lee to, to pick up some of your belongings that you had purchased from us. But uh, when are you going to come out, come up and drink a beer with us? Yeah. Um, geez. Uh, with this whole COVID thing, I, I want to come up soon. Um, you know, that's the plan. Obviously we got to wait till, you know, the spring for the races to start. Um, but, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be up, you know, trying to think time wise of it, right now I've been coming up for weddings and funerals. So, you know, it's either someone's dying or marrying and either way I'm busy on both of those. Um, so, um, but you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be up in the spring or so. Um, you know, anytime that I have a client or a reason to, to go up there for a meeting, uh, only, only a good reason to, to go up. So, um, but the reason why I, I didn't make it a lead that day, um, was my brother's wedding was the week after. And, uh, I, I don't think my mom listens. My mother told me to quarantine, um, for two weeks before the wedding, but I already bought a plane ticket, uh, for the bachelor party the week before. So no one knew that I was in New Hampshire except for you guys. Um, and my dad was at Lee. So there was no chance I could go to Lee and not see him. Um, yeah. So I was like, like literally I drove in the, into the parking lot of Lee and I was like, all right, who's, who knows who, you know what I mean? So I kind of came out of the woods. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> doing, you're like, we're like, like walking along the tree line. I'm like, what the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. So we're going to need someone that owns a small business around this area to contact Evan right around the time of the icebreaker at Thompson next year. So he can come up and party with us. Yeah. Is what I'm Yeah. That, that'll sound just fine. We'll have a nice meeting on, you know, Friday at 10 a.m. Um, schedule it now. I'll put it in my calendar. Um, and then we'll head right down to Thompson. Perfect. So All right. Anybody trying to get their uh, credit card processing fees lowered, give Evan a call. Get Solaro Commerce involved with yourself. Uh, we love you, dude. Yeah, you mean you've been, you've been a part of this since day one. I, I have yet to even meet you in person. So, <laughs> so I think we'll have a good time whenever that does happen. So uh, cheers. Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully some, uh, some cool things on the horizon here for, uh, for both BFP and uh, Solero Commerce. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, and I appreciate you guys, you know, supporting Solero Commerce as well. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cheers. All right. So that was uh, Evan Orbath. Uh, again, thank you for all that he does for us here. 
Um, again, by the time you guys are hearing this, we're going to be packed, ready to go. Uh, my dad's going to take us over to the airport. We're going to be headed south to Pensacola, Florida for the Snowball Derby, 53rd annual running, I believe it is, uh, stacked field. So before we before we end this, who you got for the Snowball Derby? I said it earlier, and, and I would be remiss to not go with my initial gut feeling at time of Jeske. Um, I think that him and Derek Griffith are going to tie. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Busch. I think that he's going to probably try to redeem himself a little bit from the cup season that he had. Uh, I think he's going to come out with uh, guns a blazing. He's always one to watch. Uh, or it's going to be some just fluke somebody nobody's ever heard of. That's what I'm – it's going to be one of the two. In a field like this? I think it is. That, that's why, though. That's why. I don't – Because you have such a stacked field that it's going to be somebody out of nowhere. I just – Just because it's so I, wet. I, it's I, so not what you think. I would bet the third nut that I have that that's not going to be the case. You never know. Uh, so huh. this has been uh, episode ninety two and a half, I guess, right? Sure, sure. We'll call Who's it. Who's ninety two and a half? <sighs> well, again, Brendan Pletcher. We forgot about him. He'll be. <clears throat> we'll just. We'll get on Snapchat and we'll draw a point five after his number. Yes, and that'll be the photo. Perfect. Works yeah. for me. So, uh, as always, I'm Charlie Sanborn at C Sanborn III. You are Brad Saucer at B Sauce Nine Six. Together, we are at Black Flag Pod on all things social media, Twitter, Instagram. Head on over to the Facebook page. Uh, some other cool stuff heading your way, hopefully around uh, New Year's or so. But if you haven't already, head on over to the Patreon app. Uh, look up Black Flag Podcast, BFP, be a BFP pal. Black Flag, you know, premiums there for you to get exclusive content. Uh, merchandise discounts and uh, so much more that we're going to have uh, available for all you guys. Giveaways coming out soon. Uh, so head on over to that. Uh, get in the running for all of our drawings and uh, with the, the race pool that you're going to do as well too for all of our plows. So uh, again, uh, just uh, enjoy this car noise that we do. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car. Race car.